Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about, this is probably a mindset one. It is a mindset one. And it's people's reactions and beliefs when they look at someone doing a certain thing. It's like the, the, almost like an iceberg theory. We always see the tip of the iceberg. And what I've noticed with the way that most of us observe a situation, let's say if I watch a video of someone lifting a certain amount of weight and I've never been to the gym, I'm either going to have two reactions. It's either, oh, it's not that fucking hard or there's no chance I can do that. There's no in-between most of the time. It's always, that's just too easy. <laughs> I, I can do that if I, if, I was, if I had his size or looked like him. Or it's like, there's no fucking chance I'm doing that. And this way of thinking, this pattern of thinking is what restricts most of us in, in trying to achieve a certain thing. Even though one is a belief in overestimating and underestimating, so we, we underestimate, let's say we underestimate the ability of someone who's been training for a long time and they're lifting a certain way, like that. we underestimate, like, that's fucking easy. If I was that size and I trained in the gym, I could probably do that. We underestimate that. And then the overestimating is, oh, that's, that's, that's way too hard. There's no chance I can do that. It's overestimating. You can do that. But there has to be a, a happy medium. There's a, there's a gray area that we tend to, tend to miss. And what both of these sides end up doing is they end up shooting themselves in the foot. Because once they go to attempt it, it's almost a, a panic. It's almost, oh, oh shit, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. One is, if I overestimate, then it's probably a better thing if I start really light. If I underestimate, it's probably a, a better thing if I realize that, hey, that's actually really hard. So we're actually going to get into the mindset of, of either overthinking or underthinking when it comes to trying to achieve something. We need to bring our feet back to the ground and instead of comparing ourselves to other people, we need to then understand where are we at and why do we have this belief that it's either too easy or too hard? Stick around for the show and enjoy. It's close to the moment of, have you been naughty or have you been nice? Because Santa Claus is coming to town and he's going to empty his sack. And I don't know if that sounded wrong, but uh, maybe, ooh, I don't know. Hopefully you get the presents that you want from uh, Father Christmas. Hopefully you've been not too naughty. Hopefully you've been very nice. And realize that no matter what kind of year you've had this year, there has been some kind of growth in your life. Yes, you probably have made a few mistakes this year. Yes, maybe you've said some things that you didn't want to say. Yes, maybe you've done some things that you didn't want to do, but in those situations in the aftermath and in hindsight, you probably have learned a little bit from the things that you've done, both good and bad. If you haven't, then you probably haven't learned, probably not a lesson yet. Whatever you do in your life, whether it is good or bad, especially when it's something that you see as bad or a mistake, try your best to realize not realize, try your best to evaluate and think, why did that happen the way it happened? And what can I learn from that? One, to be a better person. Two, for that 
to have a reduction in chance of happening again in the future. That is what a mistake is. You learn from it, you become better, and you try not to make the same mistake again. I remember when I was in primary school, and this was, it stuck with me. And one of my teachers, I think it was Mr. Mr. Ragdo said this actually, Wally Ragdo, what a good bloke, top bloke. Actually, I, I went back into school as a CRT once and he was still there and he was he's an amazing teacher. I've always loved that guy. And his lesson was when I did something wrong and I made a mistake and I said to him, sorry, Mr. Ragdo, I'll never do that ever again. I promise I'll never do that ever again. And he said, don't say you'll never do that ever again. And I said, why? He goes, because you don't know you'll never do that ever again. Just say, I'll try not to do that ever again. And that stuck in my head for a very long time because saying you'll never do it ever again, there is never a chance of absolute zero possibility of that never happening again. There's always a chance you're going to make the same mistake again. I'm not saying it's a big chance, but there's a chance of you making that mistake again. So try your best to learn from that because you might eventually make the same mistake. You don't know, but if you make less of those mistakes, then you're doing really well in life. The ones that keep repeating the same thing over and over again will never learn. They're the ones that are 60 years old, that are absolutely miserable and hating life, and they can't wait for that day, for the last second to tick, and they croak, and they're fucking finally out of this world. Don't be like that. Try to enjoy your life, have the happy, good times, and also learn from the bad, because when there's an amazing period in your life, more or less, there's there's some shit coming around the corner. Uh, at the same time, when you're having a shit fucking time, there's something good coming around the corner. So try to, you know, yin-yang, enjoy the, the the present moment with the good and then also try to understand with the bad that better is coming. Better is coming. Now, what I want to talk about is, you know what it is? This is actually the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, some of us probably don't know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is. Maybe some of us have heard about the Dunning-Kruger effect. But it's it's essentially our confidence and knowledge about something. And when it comes to anything, I'll give you my example, my anecdotal example, as as a, a kid who loves football, well, not a kid anymore, but growing up, I loved football. And I didn't get much coaching as a child. I used to practice a lot uh, at school. I had a couple of PE teachers that helped me out a little bit, but I never played until I was a little bit older because I never had the opportunity to get driven to training. So I had to essentially coach myself. Now, back then during YouTube times, it was just highlight reels on football, highlight reels. So that, either watching games on TV, full games, and no kid wanted to watch a full game of football. Just, it was boring. Unless they sat with their parents and their parents would have, you know, their father or their, or their sibling would have been like, let's watch the whole game. This is what a game really looks like. I instead watched highlight reels. And I'd find my most favorite players, professional players, players that train two to four hours a day, at the highest level, and I find a video of them, you know, scoring bicycle kicks, scoring from forty yards out, beating three or four players, all of these ridiculous things. And a highlight reel is literally just highlights, the best of their career. And they play a ninety-minute game twice, three times a week. So in a space of ten years, I'm watching a video that consists of six minutes of their best highlights. And I thought this is what I need to do. So I literally overestimated the level I should be at as a, as a kid. So what happened with me was every time I made a mistake in football, I would 
I, I couldn't get over it. I thought I had to be perfect. I compared myself to these players who never made a mistake. I thought I had to be perfect. My confidence was very high, but my knowledge was so low. So at first I was, you know, you have this belief, like, you know, everything about football to be perfect. Uh, like this is what the players do, the best players in the world. I'm going to do this. So I had this huge peak of confidence, but what I realized, I was ignorant, so ignorant. I didn't realize the best players in the world miss penalties. The best players in the world miss open goals. The best players in the world misplaced passes, had horrible, shocking games, but no one's going to make a six-minute highlight reel of that. No one's going to watch that on YouTube of players missing shots and missing goals. Well, now they, they have like the worst shots ever, whatever. But in terms of players' highlights and compilations, they'll never have that. And I was ignorant to that. I just thought every player was perfect. And then I realized over the years, I got slapped in the face with this understanding that, oh my God, all these players make mistakes. And I just thought it was this perfect footballing field and everyone else had to be close to this perfection. I was ignorant to this. And it's the same when, like I said at the start, where there's two people or like one person can have two different views of seeing something. One person can watch this football player's compilation and say, oh, that's fucking easy. I can do that. I can score from 40 meters out. Or someone can say, oh, that, that's too hard. There's no chance in the world I can. How do you even kick a ball with your feet? How do you even juggle? How do you even do that? There's always going to be one opinion or the other opinion. It's either too easy or too hard. And this is where we, we Dunning-Kruger ourselves. Most people, before they do anything, before they kick a soccer ball, they're either too confident, and what that means is they're, they're, they're ignorant. They, they think it's very easy. And oh, how hard can it be to kick a ball into a net? So they're ignorant. They're this has huge peak of confidence, but it's a facade. It's not real confidence. And then they go straight back down to earth and they realize, oh, shit, like they go to kick the ball, they go to shoot, they go to play a game, and they're like, oh, wait, I suck. So their confidence level goes down, their knowledge goes down, and now they're cultured. Now they're like, oh my God, this sport is actually really hard. These players that train for four hours are actually really good. And it takes a lot of dedication and hard work. And then, only then, could you begin to rise again in confidence. That is when you start becoming an expert in something. It's when you start uh, realizing that there's more to this iceberg than just the tip. There is so much underneath it. The tip might be only a couple of meters but underneath, under the water, it's probably 30 meters of this iceberg. It's been there for a long time. This is what makes the expert. This is what makes that person a football player. This is what makes that person lift whatever 300 kilograms in a deadlift, while the rest of us can only just see the tip. The rest of us only look from the outside and think, well, that's just easy, or that's just too hard. How do we change our thinking and our mindset on this? Well, there's a few ways. We have to realize that when we're born, no one is, just pops out of the out of their mum's womb and the doctor slaps them on the ass and gives them a barbell and says, here's 300 kilos. We're all crying. We're all pissing ourselves. We're all shitting ourselves. We can't get a word out because we don't even know what words are. We don't have any teeth. We just cry. We don't know how to express anything other than crying. When something hurts, we cry. When we're hungry, we cry. When we need to pee, we just pee our pants and we cry. We, we all... 
essentially start the same. I'm not going to say about becoming a genius or what you inherit, but most of us start the same. Yes, genetically, as we grow up, we become different. If your parents are taller, more athletic people, you're more predisposed to be like them. If your parents are you know, shorter, unhealthier, larger people, you're more predisposed to be like them. Uh, obviously, there's also lifestyle factors and then you know, what your parents feed you and all that other stuff. There's so much that comes into play. But most of the things that you want to do, they're in your hands. The only difference is for you or for someone else, the difficulty in, in acquiring a certain skill or a certain movement or a certain goal, it will vary. If you are more genetically disposed to being, genetically predisposed to being more athletic and more stronger and having a larger frame, then lifting a certain amount of weight will be easier for you as opposed to someone coming from a family with smaller frames, not as healthy, not as fit. You're more genetically predisposed to needing to work harder to achieve a certain thing. But in saying that, it doesn't mean it's impossible for you. A lot of athletes, some are really good as juniors and horrible as they grow up as adults and seniors. And same on the flip side, some were horrible as juniors. They couldn't make it into a team and they made it into professionals. This is all down to a mindset thing. I, for me, it's always been a mentality thing. I even watched a, a video about uh, Novak Djokovic the other day speaking about mental fortitude and mental strength. This is probably going to be a little bit of a tangent, but bear with me because it's a, it's a gold nugget. Because when I look at someone with mental fortitude and mental tough toughness and someone who's fucking just, you cannot penetrate this man's mind, I look at Novak Djokovic. He is an absolute mental animal, probably the, the, the most mentally toughest athlete of all time, in my opinion. He's come back from three match points uh, in a final against Roger Federer, where most people would crumble. And the thing about watching a, a, a match or an athlete play, if I'm supporting a team or a player, I feel so much panic and nervousness and anxiety watching them play. I can't imagine being in their shoes Three match points down in a Grand Slam final against one of the best players of all time and coming back and winning that match, most people choke. This is the thing. It's it's so easy for us that, that don't play a sport, the, the, the armchair fans or the spectators. We are spectators, right? We watch and we think it's so easy. But choking is such a common thing. I know when I play, I play in the state leagues, right? I don't play in front of more than 100 people. Max. If it's a big game, I play in front of a hundred people. Probably played in front of maybe two, three hundred max in my life, but no more than that. And these games don't matter. If I play horribly, yes, I'll probably get shit from my own, own players and fans and other the other teammates. But I'll go home and it's just the same shit. I'll play next week. Like no one's gonna send me death threats and you know try to kill my family. I'm gonna get none of that. But for me, even playing and taking, I'm normally a regular penalty taker in one of my teams. Me taking a penalty in a game, in a state league, where we're middle of the table, me scoring or me not scoring is not going to change much. We're probably going to win the game, but it won't make us win the league. I have a lot of nerves taking that penalty. I feel like my heart's going to pop out of my chest. I have to calm myself down and breathe deeply, inhale, exhale, to calm myself down to take that penalty. 
Now, I can't imagine watching my country in the World Cup final playing a penalty shooter. That, for me, I feel like I'll have a heart attack. But then imagine the player who's taking that penalty to win his country the World Cup. Can you imagine the amount of stress and anxiety that is going through his head and his body that his body would almost shut down? That all those hours and years of practice literally go out the window because your brain is in fight or flight. It's just literally shut itself. It's something that's incomprehensible. We can't. We're just like, oh, that player's shit, or I can't believe you missed. Mate, put yourself in their shoes because you don't understand the difficulty of this. And this is when I speak about when when Djokovic talks about mental strength, mental fortitude. And he spoke about the issue that everyone believes. Well, it's not an issue, but the the, the belief that everyone has with a mindfulness and meditation and this mental toughness when they play a sport or have a fight or anything, it's not being always present in the moment. It's impossible to always just be in the moment, in the now, whatever second, a millisecond is happening right now, to be completely present in the moment. It's not about that because your mind will wander. And what he said was he sees the mind as a traveler. He travels between the present, the past, the future, the past, the present, the future, back and forth. It's a traveler. It will go up and down, back and forth. And he said, no matter what, your mind will travel. But this is the most important thing I've learned. If I play a bad point, the most important thing is, yes, I'll play the bad point. I need to realize that point is done. How fast can I bring myself back to the center? How fast can I forget about that and go back to playing again? And in the game, it's all about you're going to miss shots. You're going to have horrible shots. You're going to have shit moments. But how fast can you go from, oh, that was shit, to I've forgotten about it. It's gone. It's done. New point. Next point. Next next play. Whatever it is. He says it's all about the back and forth, back and forth. How fast can you go from shit shot to I've forgotten about it. I'm playing my next shot. That is where the mental toughness and the mental fortitude comes into play. Hey everyone, just letting you know that I've got a few more spots available for face-to-face coaching, Essendon and South Melbourne Good Life. They are the areas and the gym. And also I'm taking on a few more clients for online coaching. So if you've been on the fence about coaching in general, get in touch with me via the link in my bio, or you can DM me and let's get the ball rolling. All right, back to the podcast. Now, what does this have to do with the Dunning-Kruger effect? What does this have to do with overestimating a skill or underestimating a skill, it's understanding that regardless of what it is, you're going to make mistakes. No matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, no one ever picks up, no one's born with a a tennis racket in their hand. No matter what you say, you can say, oh, this person's got an immense amount of talent. But no matter what you say, this person wasn't born with this tennis racket or this, or these or these football boots or this basketball yes there is talent there but talent is nothing without this hard work and constant chopping wood and chipping away and 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 trying their best to develop their skills over time we always see the end product always that that's the issue with uh, our society we don't look at 
the trials and the tribulations, the bloods, the sweat, the tears, the heartache, the the pain, we always look at, oh, isn't it nice? Isn't it nice to be number one in the world? Isn't it nice to be Djokovic? Isn't it nice to be Michael Jordan? Isn't it nice to be Muhammad Ali or Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo? Isn't it nice to be? Isn't it nice? It's always, isn't it nice? But it's not nice. You wouldn't trade your life for theirs. Yes, you probably want their fame, but there's so much that comes with that fame, so much sacrifice, so much sacrifice. These people have sacrificed so much in their life to achieve that one goal. And we need to realize that we can't keep looking at the end product. We can't keep looking at the tip of the iceberg. If you watch a video online of like a 14-year-old lifting 200 kilos, you know, yes, maybe they are a little bit stronger naturally than someone else who's 14, but they didn't just pick up a random barbell on the spot. They didn't just like walk into a gym and and saw 200 kilos on the, on the ground and picked it up like it's some fucking movie. It's not like that. You don't see the hours of work they put in. You don't see when they probably started training when they were 10, 11 years old. You don't see that. You see the tip of the iceberg. You see, look at this freak kid who's 14 lifting 200 kilos. That kid's probably been lifting more than you have in your life. What's the issue there? They're putting more work. They've got more to show for what they've done. It's easy to be an armchair fan. It's easy to look from the outside. It's easy to to point the finger. It's easy to say, oh, easy for you. You know, you're a PT or easy for you. You're fit. When someone says to me, oh, easy for you, you're a PT or easy for you, you're fit. Man, I've been training since I was 14 years old. I smash my body sometimes when it comes to training in the gym. And I try to eat as healthy as possible. The accumulation of years of choices that I made, I've made some negative ones, negative, bad, you know, and I've made some really positive ones, more positive than negative. That's why I am the way I am. But you can't look at the end product and assume like easy for them because they're this, easy for them because of that. It's not. These people have put in the work, the hours, the dedication, and they have failed. And they've realized that failing is normal. They've realized that it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. They realize that they actually don't know as much as they think they know. And they it's almost like that white belt mentality. You're always learning, always learning. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't fucking know anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's annoying how much there is to learn about things. Even with football, when I first started learning about football, I just thought, highlight reels, I know it all. I'm going to bang out bicycle kicks and shoot them 40 yards out. But even at my age of 31... I'm seeing things that, oh my God, I there's so much to learn about the game. These professionals are professional for a reason. They're not just good with the ball. They're good without the ball. They're, they're good at understanding and reading the game. They've played so many times that the techniques they use, not many people that, are, that have played you know, an average amount of football can do. You just can't. It's very easy to compare yourself to them because it, it's like, um, who was telling me this? Most men overestimate their fighting ability, right? That's why I remember when I watched Conor McGregor fight ages ago in the UFC and I went to Sporting Globe, all these guys out of nowhere, just the testosterone was through the roof and there was like, they're just trying to punch on. Every man overestimates uh, their ability to fight. And a lot of guys will say, oh, if I, I'd knock him out if I was in that fight to a UFC fighter. And the funny thing is, the female UFC fighters would knock out pretty much every single man that doesn't fight. Every single man. And I've had friends talk to me about UFC female fighters and said, oh man, I'd probably knock her out easy. Mate, these people are trained fighters. Regardless if they're female or not, they'll knock you out. What, what, what is this 
it's, it's another tip of the iceberg. We just look at the end product and we just assume, you know, we'd beat them. Even even like the shittest person in the professional sport would still destroy you if you're an amateur. Will still destroy you. You can't compare professionals and amateurs. We need to get rid of this overestimating and underestimating mentality. Yes, the the underestimating is is a bad thing, but even overestimating puts you in this spot of you're not even going to start because you're like it's it's just too hard. Again, for the for the overestimating and underestimating, the same mentality has to has to come into your head. You have you have to have, have the same thought process, and that thought process is these people are all beginners. Everyone started somewhere. Even the millionaires, okay, maybe the millionaires, you might have uh, some generational wealth. But the ones that started from nothing, read their stories. Read the stories of people that started from nothing. Read the stories of people that, um, like Francis Ngannou traveled all the way from Cameroon and, and kept getting knocked back and taken to random deserts and with no direction of where to go. And he kept making it out, get knocked back, making it out, get knocked back. Ended up fighting in the UFC, but ended up fighting... Um, in his first official fight as a boxer. People from nothing making it into something. Look at the stories. Look at where they started from, not where they're at. We always look at someone where they're at. We always romanticize the the end product, but we don't tend to understand that there's so much that, that has to happen for that the uh, progress of that end product. No one ever starts jacked. No one ever starts super fast. You know, Usain Bolt trains for years for a 10-second race. We just see a really fast Jamaican guy. We just assume, oh, easy for him. He's just really fast. Like The guy trains for years for a 10-second race. Our mentality has to change. We have to understand the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's a normal psychological uh, understanding of the, of the brain. Once we see something, we don't know anything about it. The truth is, we don't know anything about it. But because we see it, we think this is fucking easy. Anyone can just pick up a fucking racket and hit a green ball on a court over a freaking net. That's easy. And when you give them a racket and a green ball, and you tell them hit it over the net, and it goes over, way over, and it goes into the net, and then like what the fuck? Or maybe I'm just a bit rusty. No, it is so much that goes into anything stop looking at the tip of the iceberg start realizing that there's so much more underneath it and it takes hard work and dedication that is the way you should see your goals that is the way you should see what you want to be or where you want to be yes it's going to be hard but it's possible because someone else has done it and if they've done it why can't you do it so instead of saying it's easy or it's too hard, just start. Just realize everyone else was once a noob. Everyone else was once a beginner. Everyone else was once a white belt. No one just is a black belt. Everyone was once a white belt. Have that mentality that, you know, have that white belt mentality. Always learn, always learn from your mistakes and just keep chopping wood. Don't overcomplicate it for yourself. Don't have this ego get in the way. All right, today's episode was a little bit shorter, more about the way that we think and we process and perceive things. Have this white belt mentality. Some people are like, oh, fuck off the white white belt mentality and oh, it's not even what we're always learners. Man, we are always learners. We are. We're always learning. 
there's no such thing as I've just learnt. <laughs> I know everything I've learnt. I've completed life. I've learnt everything there is to learn. No, you haven't. The more you learn, the more you realize there's so much more to learn. That's the way of knowledge. The, the more you feel like your knowledge has expanded, the more knowledge there is to understand. So that circle, if anything, the belief of it getting bigger actually gets smaller and smaller because it becomes more dense. There's more knowledge in there. So see yourself as a white belt and know to never just judge a book by its cover and look at the tip of the iceberg. There is hard work there and you can achieve the same thing. But start slow and learn from the mistakes, work your ass off, and eventually you'll get there. Other than that, have a, a lovely day, a lovely night, wherever you are. I will see you next time, just before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, if you've got shopping, get it out of the way, man, because people go fucking crazy before Christmas. All right, have a good one. I'll chat to you later. Bye-bye.